Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dork down for a while Hello and welcome to the dork forest It's me, Jackie Cation You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com If you like a determiner You can donate to the show using PayPal or Venmo. You go to the websites, you find out where I'm doing stand-up comedy. Rangers of the Dork Forest, I love you dearly, and thank you so much. Feel free to go to Apple, rate and review the show. Five stars would be great. Let's do the credits. Mike Rickberg sang and wrote that song that you just heard, and he will be singing at the end, the Mexican hat dance. Uh, Patrick Brady is going to fix this audio and video, and we thank all the stars for that. Let's get into the show. It's me, Jackie Cation, in my garage. It's the Dork Forest. Rangers, you're familiar with the format. Uh, I have with me stand-up comic, and uh, he has two podcasts, too. Huh? I just did one of them. Uh, felt like a trap, but uh, it's one <laughs> I walked into. Ladies it, and gentlemen, it's uh, Kevin Goatee. And Goatee is spelled G-O-O-T-E-E. So it's at Kevin, like Kevin, G-O-O-T-E-E. That's his name. Stand-up comic, does a lot of New York stuff, right? East Coast guy, right? Yeah, East Coast guy, yep. You've got two podcasts, Kevin, right? Gutting yes, the ma'am. Sacred Cow, the one mm-hmm. that I did, where I picked The Godfather because I didn't like it, and then I found out that one of the one of the homeworks for it was to watch it again, and I was like, not a chance, didn't enjoy it. And then uh, you have a fantasy football podcast called Fantasy Football Jibber Jabber. That is correct. And that it's at and all of those links will be in the notes, you guys. So it's fantasy football jibber jabber and gutting the sacred cow. Super fun. And weirdly enough, Kevin Goatee's gonna talk about movies that he loves. Uh and he picked eighties action movies. So welcome to the program. There you go. Thanks for having me, dear. The blowback, feedback, whatever back, baby back, <laughs> double Rips. back. All that with you on the podcast was fantastic. They thought you were so effervescent and they could hear all the goofy fun that we had in the show. I didn't have to sell that in any way, shape or form. And I would love to have you back on. But we are not going to talk about Puss in Boots 3. I can promise you that. (laughs) Uh, Jumanji, welcome to the jungle. That's my current favorite (laughs) film. That's another go-to. I forgot. That's right. Uh, I've 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 got some. If you had a podcast where you had movies that aren't great but you'll watch them over and over again. That would be, I mean, I own uh, two weeks notice. I'd probably give $200 to the Hugh Grant, Sandra Bullock vehicle, uh, followed by music and lyrics, the Drew Barry Hugh Grant. This guy must be friends with Hugh Grant because he has three movies and the third one sucks so bad. I can't remember the name of it. Sarah Jessica Parker. Not great. Anyway, she was fine, but the, the movie itself was Hey, uh, let's talk about movies you like. Uh, sure. Here's one that I've only seen once, and I am age appropriate to have loved this movie. My fella, Andy Ashcraft, huge fan, and it's The uh, Big Trouble. In Little China. Yeah, I've only seen it once. We own it. How in the living Christ have you only seen that once? That has got remote. We call it the remote test on gutting the sacred cow. Okay. Where the definition being, if you stumble upon it on any point of cable, if cable's still <laughs> even a thing, right? if you stumble at any point in the film, do you drop the remote no matter what part you are in the film and watch it? And I say, without a shadow of a doubt, I do. Big Trouble in Little China. I, God, what year? 1986. Kurt Russell. See, right there. The theater. Yeah. Right. 
that was exactly the time I was seeing at least four or five movies a week. There's wow. no reason. And I, it's not like I didn't see the last dragon repo man, mm-hmm. uh, like every other weird kind of cultish, you know? So 86. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kurt Russell. I love Kurt Russell. Who Overboard. doesn't love Kurt Russell? He's one of these few guys, you know, you say, you know what? You can listen to this guy do the phone book. Yep. Do you also know Kurt Russell? Screen tested for Han Solo. Oh, that would have been a very different movie. I I think it would have been very similar. I I, I oh, disagree. Interesting. interesting. I think it would. He, he's got the, and Jack Burton is the character he plays in. Obviously, Big Trouble in Little China. So much of the same traits as Han Solo. So devil may care, ah, whatever, in terms of his the relation, the romantic relationship he had with Kim Cattrall. Look at Han Solo. Flat out tells Carrie Fisher, she goes, I love you. I know. I have a shirt uh, that, that, that reads that. A lot of that swashbuckling, like, ah, every man but not poor man, but a guy, you know, like, can I have a beer with them? Quick with the wit, always, you know, it's all in the reflexes. I'll quote the shit out of that film. <laughs> Like, no business. I don't know anyone who dislikes this film. I really don't. Right. So here's the thing, though. So Because uh, I watched it, and I just had a grin on my face the entire time going, what the hell is going on? Why is this a movie? And why wouldn't it be a movie? You know? At mm-hmm. the same time, you're just... And I only saw it probably 10, 15 years ago, right? Because Andy and I had been together for several years, and it came out that I had not seen it. And he was like, oh... Could we, could we please? I just need you to. And I was like, oh my gosh, of course. Uh, yeah, I'll play Magic the Gathering. I definitely will watch a film. <laughs> so uh, here we go. So we get in. There's Chinatown. He drives like a big rig, like an 18 wheeler, right? Right. So he's, and he is every man. He is just a regular guy, but he's not a monster, right? He's a good guy. But you're just like, he's just a guy. <laughs> he's just a guy. It'd be like, if anybody we knew just ended up in a really surreal situation, you'd mm-hmm. be like, okay, I'll try. Sure. And then, so he's making a delivery. How does he get to Chinatown? Why? How does, how does it start? He is. Uh, yeah. He, he has to make a delivery. His buddy's there. They're playing dominoes. His buddy gets into him for uh, 3000 bucks. I think it was. Wow. Cause nothing or double Jack. You know, and then nothing or triple. <laughs> you, you earned it. So he plays dominoes, and then his buddy says, hey, I got to go pick up my, uh, I got to get the money, but first I have to go to the airport and get my girlfriend who's coming in from China. And on the at the airport, this Chinese triad-esque gang kidnaps her, and he well, helps right. him, he helps him go get her back, which leads him to downtown Chinatown in San Fran, stumbling upon David Lopan. And all the whizzical, uh, the whizzical, 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 what the hell is not whizzical? Wizardry, yeah. Jesus Christ, yeah. Kevin. It's Wizardry of egg, uh, of egg Chen. By the way, the guy who played Egg Chen died on 9-12-01. So, oh, so he was three not tragi- a Three tragedies in two days. The other one, John Ritter dying on 9-11. Do we all know that too? Uh, yes, because I was on Tough Crowd the week after. No, he didn't die on 9-11 because I, I was there. Relatively sure. Well, because fact check, fact check, he died on a Friday because on Monday I did a joke on Tough Crowd and they cut it about John Ritter dying. Nope. Oh, sorry. September 11th, 2003. There we go. What a tease. (laughs) Uh, They asked those 
All I said was that he was in a new show called uh, 10 Rules I Don't Follow Because My Dad Is Dead. <laughs> and it was three days later after he had died and they said too soon. And I was like, hey, the fucking thing's called Too Tough Crowd. How do I, how, how do you cut that? Guys, you let Gilbert Godfrey make a 9-11 joke, which was a bigger tragedy happened two weeks after, not even two weeks after at the right. roast of Hefner. Oh, that roast. Shut the fuck up, guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Comedy Central. Anyway, if so. If you're not too soon, Jackie, you're too late. And I'll always be too soon than too late. <laughs> Right. Oh, it's a rule of comedy. I forgot it. I need to tattoo it. So <laughs> wait a minute. So, okay. So, so then he's, I remember this. He's chasing the triad with his big wheeler, with his 18 wheeler. Right. And he's still pulling the, it's not just the cab, right? No, it's just the cab. Okay. Can All you right. imagine driving that fucking hauling that shit in between those alleyways in Chinatown? That, right, just that doesn't happen. Down. Yeah, that's and in San Francisco where it's all all hills all the time. Right. Okay, so he doesn't have like there's no love interest for him, right? It's Kim Cattrall. Like there's always this tension oh. there, and oh, they're right. kind of back and forth thing when they're swimming in the in the water uh, retention area later on in the film. She's like, "You keep rubbing up against me," and they have moments. You know, they save okay. he saves her from the hypnotic state. And there's, there are moments, I think he, I'm pretty sure he kisses her, but they, they have moments, but okay. not an actual Hollywood ending, as you, if you recall at the end of the film. No, spoiler alert. Let's not do it. Let's save it. Everyone get in on it. It's only been 30 years. Go watch the movie. Yeah. Uh, Cause big trouble in Ch- little China. It's what are, is there early scenes that are your favorite scenes? Like, I mean, you oh, just yeah. paid I, like I, half I, a dozen I, quotes. Yeah, the quotes are amazing. I love when he has his soliloquies on the uh, on the CB. You know, you're a dark and stormy night. You know, Jack Burton here or the old thunder striking, the heavens pouring. You know, someone shakes his fist at you, say, give me your best shot, pal. I can take it. Like stuff like that when he just does those random monologues. And right. then he's talking, he's shit talking a little bit. It's all on the reflexes. You know, guys running around here, been good around, you're getting cut, you're getting cut the pieces like flies. And where's that getting us, huh? Nowhere. Fast. Eh, you know, old Jack Burton always says at a time like this, who? Jack Burton. Me. Old Jack always says, <laughs> what the hell? Like, I incorporate that every so often. The quotes are great. He, he, he just so effortless as that guy. And he doesn't have any superpowers. In fact, he's a little bit of an adult because he doesn't know how to shoot a gun. Remember, it has it goes safety's on. Oh yeah, click. And in the, and the one guy, his buddy Wang says, "Oh, first time you ever plug somebody." And you see him pause and go, "Of course not." It's and, all that. The, the action scenes are fun. There are yeah. a lot of bad guys you see in a bunch of '80s films, like the one Asian dude with the long hair. Also, the same dude in Die Hard who eats a Snickers at, when they get to Nakatomi Plaza. There right. are a lot of the same action dudes you see banging around in the 80s. And it, it's just an all-around fun romp. And by the way, John Carpenter, as his friends call we, we, we call him Jack. No, just kidding. <laughs> did a little film called Halloween. I mean, he also did They Live, of course, The Thing. Carpenter's got his own, and he's also a well-renowned scorer, like a conductor. What's this? He makes his own music. Was this before Halloween or after? No, at way after. Way after. This is okay. uh, Halloween. Halloween was 78. Okay. And then I believe Halloween 2 is 80 or 81. And then he so, and that was it for him. Do you a bunch have any stuff. fun facts about the making of this movie? I don't, but Google does. Well, because I did. What did I? What was the? What the hell was the name of that movie that Andy just made me watch? Uh, it was. It was. Uh, 
same era, but with uh, Jeff Goldblum and RoboCop guy, Peter Weller. And uh, he was a scientist and a car and a car guy. And, he, and John Lithgow was in it. And they go through, they, they go through the, uh, it was literally three episodes ago, Jackie. How's that brain treating you? It's, uh, and Peter Weller was in RoboCop. Sure was. So uh, smoke them if you got them, Rangers, uh, because we're both looking things up. Uh, so John Lithgow. Oh, so wow. Are- Here's a fun fact. They want to remake the movie with The Rock. And I say, don't you dare fucking do that because don't this do film it. is perfect. As much as I love The Rock, he has terrible life choices as far as I mean, scripts go. Rule- and he would probably, yeah. My rule is very simple. You, you do never reboot a film that's already done right the first time. We didn't need Point Break reboot. No, we didn't need a RoboCop reboot. We did not need a Total Recall reboot. You know what we needed? A Judge Dredd reboot because it fucking sucked. And yep. Dredd is an amazing film. The remake, again, go remake Jaws 4. You know, go reboot <laughs> right. it. Go, instead of right. going to Jamaica, go to go to Williamsburg and eat stupid ass hipsters. Yeah, do that. There, there's pl- yeah, there's plenty of movies that could be remade that, that you're like, they're not broken. Yeah, right. there's no right. reason. Uh, Buckaroo Banzai was the movie I was thinking That's of. it, yeah. That's it. So Buckaroo Banzai was like three weeks ago, and this was another movie that I had never seen, but I had seen China, uh, Big Trouble in Little China. And what, so what else? So yeah, there should be no reboot of this. First of all, it bombed, in, it'd be like rebooting. You could try Howard the Duck, maybe. But, but that I was mean, bad. You, you could at least justify rebooting that. This film is excellent. Right. Well, it nailed it in a weird, like in a way that you're like, well, it's you're going to try to force it. And right. it's not going to work. No. Because this is, yeah, it's, it. this was a was an error. Was like, you know, it's sort of like in 30 Rock, they, Tita Fey was talking to, in some interview and she said, it's all very nice that everybody is psyched that we're like this indie, very popular thing. But I want you to know, we were trying to make friends. So (laughs) we did not, we, I'm glad it worked for as long as it worked, but we were not trying. And I don't think on this thing, Big Trouble in Little China, do you think that they were trying to make Indiana Jones? No, I don't. I'm, here's another fun fact. It was originally written as an 1890s Western film. (laughs) By the way, you just mentioned Buckaroo Banzai. Jesus Christ, veteran script doctor W.D. Richter, producer slash director of Buckaroo Banzai, came in for a rewrite of Big Trouble in Little China, changed it to modern times, and used Rosemary Baby as a guide? What? Yeah, it has that vibe. It has the Buckaroo Banzai vibe, the China, Big Trouble in Little China. Wow. Uh, So that's why I think I was reminded of it. It's the same script doctor. Would you, yeah, would you also believe that another one? Production was rushed for Big Trouble in Little China to beat The Golden Child into theaters. Big Trouble in Little China made $11.1 million. Golden Child, $79.8 million. Problem though is The Golden Child sucks a hot donkey dick. That film sucked. <laughs> I hated Who, it as a kid. What is it? Who is it? Yeah. It's Golden Eddie, Child. What is Eddie that? Murphy. Come on. Oh, no. I. It was, just, uh, it was terrible. It, it's yeah. so, I never liked it as a kid. As an adult, I haven't seen it so long, but it, it made one seventh the money. But everyone, you get 10 people in the street, you say, what do you like better? It ain't even fucking close right, what people right. prefer. 
Well, and I don't, uh, when I think of Eddie Murphy movies that I liked, uh, they, uh, he has to either play himself, uh, where you just skin him as a, like a cop mm-hmm. or you, um, you skin him as a king. Like the one where he's <laughs> the king of something. Coming to America. Coming to America. Yeah. That one was dumb, but you're just like, no, he could handle that because he's got an enormous ego and I could see him as ro- royalty. Right. And, uh, and the cop thing. That's fine. I'm sure he wanted, I'm sure he played cops when he was a kid. So that's what, I mean, if you were to typecast me, please don't typecast me as your mother, even though this looks like your mother, (laughs) you could typecast me as an airport cop that could take out bad guys. And I would still look like an airport cop, but I would take out bad guys. I would say someone who wants to speak to your manager, that's you. (laughs) Exactly. Let's nail that one. (laughs) So yes, yeah, so that's interesting that the the Golden Child came out the same year, and mm-hmm. what did they care? Like that movie didn't have it was was the Golden Child also set in China? It had Chinese elements, like Chinese oh. fantasy. It was okay. also PG thirteen, so I guess they're going for that same audience. And I and I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure that that was Eddie Murphy's first PG thirteen film. Which why would you do that? The man is a walking, you know, machine Cusp. of fucks, right? Yeah, yeah. That's all he does is say fuck, <laughs> which is fine. And it fits sure. and, it, and it's effortless when he does it. I, I, making a family friendly film about that, it just, eh, eh. Yeah. yeah. No, didn't fit. Family friendly worked for obviously the Nutty Professor. Yeah. That I'm fine with and make that PG 13 and keep the, keep the fucks out of it. But not that. And, yeah, this this film's yeah. so much so much better. So I mean, if I, I there are for certain actors, I I don't I'm not a, in the city. You see a lot of people walking around. I would stop Kurt Russell <laughs> and go stop. Big Trouble in Little China, fucking a right. If I ever see John Turturro, I'm gonna go John Turturro. I love Brain Donors, a film that virtually no one has seen. It was a uh, it was the guys who did like, the airplane stuff, but it bombed so hard in the theater. It's so fucking funny. It's a it's a vicious ripoff of Night at the Opera by the Marx Brothers, but it's fucking hysterical. Brain donors. Okay. Trust me. My, we all saw right. it in the theater. My family saw it, and I saw it in the theater. I know we were off of school for the week. It was Easter week. We saw it. We were probably five of eight people in the theater, and my brother and I still quote that film to this day. Okay. Brain donors. Uh, is it a good for Halloween? It's good for March 14th. Okay. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. All it's, right. It's an hour and a half. Listen, it's going to beat you. Instead of watching Puss in Boots for the 18th time in the plane, hour and a half. There you go. <laughs> done and done. I once saw Ned Beatty in real life, and I said to him, I loved you in Deliverance, and he burst out laughing. Yeah. He was like, nobody ever says that. And I said, Superman? He goes, yes. Yeah. And then then we were done talking, it turns out, yeah. uh, Ned Beatty and I. That's fun. Uh, that, that, that's like a, we were rented Kevin Bacon on the Upper West Side. I was walking. We actually, there's a bunch of comics. We filmed a commercial for Nathan's Hot Dogs. And we're walking. And you look over and go, holy shit, Kevin Bacon. And the guy goes, my, 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 the, my buddy goes, Bacon. He's like, hey. <laughs> and then the light changed. We both crossed the street. And that was it. That was it. That was the it. Only, the only other, the other two people I've seen and didn't yell their name. Because it's really the, for the best, <laughs> not to right. just go. Oh my God! It was Francis McDormand, okay, at a deli, and then uh, Bill Murray at a restaurant. Oh. And I let them both uh, eat their lunches. It turns out she went to Francis McDormand. Is that tuna salad? Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> All cripes. It's nice to talk to somebody. Yeah. Any, but uh, yeah. So big trouble in Little China. I quite honestly, 
we could go to the next movie because yeah. everyone. Uh, so Point Break never saw it. What? What year is that one? 1989. 89. I should have seen it. There's no reason. Actually, 89, I would have been, I think, drunk in London. So you're, uh, yeah, there's, but I worked at a movie theater in London in 1989. I saw. I'm sorry, 1991. Excuse me. 1991. I take that back. Still drunk. No longer in London. (laughs) Uh, So the, okay. So 91, Keanu Reeves and who else? Patrick Swayze. God damn it. Jesus. And don't forget Gary Busey's best role ever. It, okay. And so I know that they jump out of an airplane at some point, they and sure that's do. all I know. Oh, it's so good. It's so they good. They surf. There's, a, again, it's the characters, it's the lines. And I'll give you the line of lines. I'm sure you've heard people say a million times, and you're like, what the fuck is that from? Well, now that you don't drink anymore, but if you're at a bar, I yes. promise you, a bunch of dudes, someone's at a bar ordering for their buddies, someone puts his hand and goes, Utah, give me two. That is from Point Break, where they're eating, they're wait, they're staking out a bank because they know they're very sure the dead presidents, which is the name of the bank robbery crew, okay. Patrick Swayze's in charge of. They they're pretty sure they're going to hit this bank. Him and Busey and Reeves are staking out the bank, wait for them to show up, and uh, Busey turns to Reeves and says, "Hey, it's ten thirty. I'm starving. Oh, sorry, it's all right. He goes, I'm starving. He goes, you know, uh, whatever his name is, Busey. It's ten thirty in the morning. He's like, you want meatball subs? He's like, yeah, I want meatball subs. They're right around the corner. They're great." Go ahead, partner. Give me, uh, go give me two. And he's like, "All right, fine." Keanu Reeves gets out of the car. Uh, Busey gets six his head out halfway out the window. His body goes, "Utah, give me two. Every I, I we people say this at least once a week. I hear this at a bar or wherever. <laughs> so it's you just see somebody go if they're on the line. You know, you know, I told them one. You go, wait, wait, Utah, give me two. All Breaks right. the place up every time. Every time. Now, is he named after the dog? You know how Indiana Jones was named after the dog. <laughs> and uh, so that's, I say that. Out of, you know what I say regularly? I say that about right. the dog. And then they named the dog Indiana. Indiana is one it. of the things I say. The other thing I say a lot is that's not the cup of a carpenter. Um, Love it. Crusade. The best, the best of the series. The best, the best of, of the series. series. Not yeah. going to even, not, you can take that Raiders bullshit and fuck right off. I, I will watch your Raiders. I'm okay with it. But I right. will not rewatch and rewatch, which I will do with Crusade. Temple of Doom, the fact that it came as a three pack in the DVDs was, I was just like, why don't you just punch me in the nose? I love, I, I disagree. I love Temple of Doom. I love it. I think You'll it's, do it? I, I think it's solid. It's very solid. It's very dark. I get it, but I liked it. I thought it was a, a great villain, fucking one of the most 10 most memorable villains of all the <laughs> 80s without fail. Short I round. Can- oh, it was a fucking lovable sidekick, short round. I- How do you know? He's so quotable. I can I can I can watch it on fast forward is what I'll tell you. I don't there's scenes I don't want to see and when the heart. Spielberg's uh yes and when Spielberg's uh girlfriend screams she's the worst. All, all I want is what's her face back from uh who was supposed Mar- to be oh. 14. Yeah. 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 Damn, why am I blanking uh, her name? Yeah, Karen Allen. Karen Allen. And mm-hmm. uh and the fact that she was back uh in you know what I liked? I like Crystal Skull, which of course is oh. un, unwatchable and yet I will watch the hell out of that movie because you know what he does? He hides in a fridge and he doesn't get cancer. Yeah. It's amazing. I saw um, it in the theater with my brother, sister, and now wife, and I have not seen it since. I have not watched it because when you have <laughs> a guy straddling a Jeep while fighting in the jungle and all the monkeys and all that still go, this is a bridge too far, even for me in Indiana oh, no. Jones. Oh, no, there isn't a bridge far enough. But I will say <laughs> it might have been far enough in the fact that that dude's in his 80s and I didn't see the new one. 
And I'm saving it for my plane ride to Vegas in two weeks. Oh, there you go. Yes, it'll be on there. It'll be it's on, there. It's on Disney. I'm saving that in Guardians of the Galaxy 3 for my plane ride. Oh, Guardians was good. Uh, the third, uh, yeah. yeah. Eh, Everybody we'll was like, uh, oh, it's so sad. And I was like, it's fine. It's uh, But I read a lot of comic books and uh, comic books are soap operas sometimes where you're just sure. like, yes, yes, Iron Man. He's drinking again, you guys. It's so sad. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Shut up. Go save somebody. Okay, so here's the scoop, though. Um, point break. They yes. work for the FBI? They work for the FBI. The three of them. Gary Busey, Swayze, and... No, no, no. Swayze is the bad guy. Swayze is the bad guy. Oh. He's in charge. He's the, he's the lead guy in a surfing, a bank robbery gang who surfs. So <laughs> Busey and I have seen clips of this. Yeah, Busey okay. and I'll tell you. Remind me to tell you about the funny scene in the film, which remind me later on. Busey and Keanu Reeves work together, and John C. McGinley is their boss, and also Tom Sizemore in a very small role in this as well. Okay. Then they have to. Uh, Lori Petty is the female of the love interest, and they have to. Uh, they have to infiltrate the surf, uh, the group of surfers, which she's a friend of them. She saves Keanu Reeves from drowning while he's trying to learn how to surf on the job, so he can infiltrate them. Uh- <laughs> and then she turns out to be the ex girlfriend of Swayze. He becomes her girlfriend. That's how he gets in, gets her trust, and starts figuring shit out. The funniest scene in the film is this: they go to a. They go to a the house that they thought the the robbers were. It's not Swayze. They don't know it's Swayze's crew. They follow another group of surfers who are up to no good. One of the surfers is Anthony Kiedis from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, weird. Right. Okay. And then one of the, so, so they, they all, they rush in there, but they get, they get the, the, the one guy, the, the bad guy sees the FBI coming in. So they start getting their guns and they're, they're, there's a fight and all that shit. And the one guy takes off. Keanu chases after him. They're weaving through the backyards of L.A. And cutting through homes, backyards. Again, the whole kitten caboodle. There is one scene I can't stop laughing my balls off at. Is where they're running through a backyard. And then just, just again, straight running. You see a guy, the bad guy throwing a full-length Doberman Pinscher right at Keanu Reeves. <laughs> like he stopped and went, whoosh, there's a dog to slow him down. Like the Doberman would have bitten off that guy's face first. I'm goofing. It's so absurd. What? By the way, Captain Bigelow directed this film, you know, the one who oh, did, did Hurt Locker. Yeah. Okay. This okay. is her best film. This is her best film. And I'm sitting <laughs> her there finest, left. her triumph. Oh, okay. well, Hurt Locker is good, but point break, <laughs> chef's kiss. This is so goddamn, bl- YouTube later on, Dog throwing in point break. You're like, what the fuck? What coked up screenwriter can you go? You know, it's a good idea. And here's what you should do. You should run through the backyards. And then you should do. You should pick up a dog. You should throw it at him because that'll slow him down. Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, it's time to go get drinks. It's that. That's how what kind of crazy machinations and that journey, how they came up to that scene. I would have loved to see him. There's that movie with Jamie Lee Curtis and, Kurt and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. True Lies. True Lies where he punches a dog. Yeah. Uh, he's He just goes over the fence. Dogs run at him. He punches two dogs at once. He That's how you know it's not together. real. He chops their yeah. heads oh, together. Oh, does he? Oh, does he yeah. do that? That kind of knocks thing? them out together. Yep. Okay. Uh, that. Okay, I will watch. The throwing of a dog is funny to me, even <laughs> though I know that no dogs were harmed. No. Uh, matter of fact, makes it better. So, uh, okay, so <laughs> they're okay. So Gary Busey and their cops or FBI. Right. Yep. And Patrick Swayze's bad guy. And are wait, is this the one where they all have like Nixon 
Yes, the dead presidents. That's the name of their gang. So the bank robbers go in with all dead presidents or old or former presidents' masks. And that's where that you see has, one guy, I am not a crook with the Nixon, that, yes, that, that, that line. That has been hacked so bad. I have seen that scene. Yeah. And uh, so I can see it in its original form. So essentially, they they follow these guys. They infiltrate the gang. There's probably some huge reveal where Patrick Swayze finds out Keanu Reeves is actually a, a cop. Yep. And then uh, and then they fight, fight, fight. Is yep, that they true? Kid, they, that's exactly right. They kidnap Lori Petty. Okay. To get him, uh, it's like, hey, we know what's up. Kidnap her, get him on a plane, and then they <laughs> throw him out of the plane. You know, they get out of the plane, and they have their parachutes. But they, Keanu, they tell Keanu, ah, looks like we forgot one. So then Keanu, like a missile, free falls and tackles Swayze in the middle of the sky to get oh, on him that's for the been parachute. Hacked. That's been hacked a thousand yeah. times, too, now, I yeah. think. Yeah. That was in the, the Black Widow movie. Uh, so, but weirdly... I don't think Andy, I don't, if someone kidnapped me mm-hmm. and said you, you were going to kill her unless, unless you make this video game or whatever the fuck, uh, <laughs> he would be like, yeah, I'm going to have to start over. I mean, there's <laughs> other, uh, it's so I mean, the house would be a lot more quiet. Oh, I think not. I'm actually quite a, hel- a lot of help. His mother lives with us now. Oh, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he actually might now just because, uh, we could all use the, the moral support. Okay, so, um, wow, so that's another thing. The, the president thing, I've seen that used mm-hmm. on both TV and other movies. The uh, Do you think that that was the first time the tackle a guy in the middle of the air and steal their parachute was? I, I, I can't, I'd be remiss to think of something else besides that. Yeah, that looks like that might be the first it's one. It's so much fun. It's so oh much God, fun. So great. And again, you want know to tell you what? Go out to Andy and go, Andy, can you go get me a, go get me a, a, a slice of cheese? Uh, Utah. Give me two. Watch his face go. <laughs> oh, shit. Yep. Yep. All right. So we'll try that. Utah, get me two. Give me two. Uh, uh, you, it, it, you, when you see the film, you're like, all right, I get it. If you just YouTube the clip, but it's just, it's yeah. such a guy's guy quote. It's just been ingrained in us since the right. film in 91. Right, right. If I mean, there, there's def- some of these movies, they need, there's a window. And if you missed them, you missed them. It's for me, the reading of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, if you didn't read it when you were like 13 to 18, you probably weren't going to ever like it because it's a celebration of sarcasm. Mm-hmm. And that is when you love sarcasm the most is when I you're read it when the, so I did it backwards. I'd never read it as a kid. The movie came out and I go, all right, I'll fucking see it. Cause you know, I'm supposed to. And I read the book ago <laughs> and neither, neither hit me. I go, oh, didn't oh, and thanks. And thanks for the fish. Like that's the takeaway I have. Okay. Yeah. That's it. Didn't grab all right. me. All right, I will say this is that I love the book, of course. Um and I actually I'm I'm alone in loving the movie. I think I don't know a lot of people who love the movie. I thought that they did a good job. They changed stuff in it, but they changed stuff in all of all of the movies are changed. That's how most of ninety ish percent of them they do. There's By the some, way, I'm reading now for the first time the James Bond novels. And <laughs> and let's just say Thank Christ for the movies because Ian Fleming is one wordy motherfucker. And I'll give He's a perfect also, example. Yeah. I know, I know what you're gonna say. I'm sure you're gonna say sexist, a little bit of racial issues in there too. Oh no, just dark as fuck. Oh They're yeah. Just oh, yeah. super, super dark. Yeah. yeah. But you've seen from Russia with love, obviously. Yes. They've take fifty-five, I counted, fifty-five pages. The opening, 
of planning out who they're going to kill in MI6 and they, they come on Bond. The entire book is about 275 pages, but almost a fifth is them planning it in the beginning. Before we even find fucking Robert Shaw you know, suntanning out and the girl rubs him down. It's all this bullshit planning. I read Casino Royale. It is basically, he doesn't play Holdem, he plays Baccarat. It yeah. is that, which is two-thirds, three-quarters of the book. It's him getting whipped in the nuts. It's him, the car flipping over. It's him getting double-crossed. All the other fun shit in the film, not a part of the book. So right. this is one of the few times where I'm like, boy, the, book, the books do not hold up. The movie's way better. Shocked. Right, right. And, I mean, the, in a lot of cases, the books are just different experiences. And you're just like, right. no, no, it's really good, but it isn't anything like, if I could forget that I've read The Lord of the Rings, I love The Lord of the Rings movies. Didn't because read the books, action, read all, all the films. And the films are super fun. And they're long. Mm, yeah. They're long as hell. But they are, they're beautifully shot. The, yep. the FX are great. Um, I want to go to New Zealand, so they already won. Uh, and go look at a fucking hobbit hole. But the thing is, is... It's a great gay is, bar downtown, downtown, downtown LA, I heard. Finally, the Hobbit hole, <laughs> and uh, the uh, but I will say that that it's uh, yeah, so it's it's what it is, you know. It's gonna be you have to suspend disbelief. If I don't know if you ever read the Harry Potter books, but the last two books, nobody was editing her; she was done being edited. So there's I counted them once: two hundred pages of camping. Oh my Christ! Camping, and you're like you camping vacation for poor people. Enough. It's, well, they're hiding from the Death Eaters. They're yeah. hiding, they're hiding, they're hiding. I get it. How about they're hiding and then they're caught and then they and they get away? How about that? Uh, that maybe, maybe a little bit of introspection while they're hiding or someone reveals that they're molested by their uncle. 11 pages, yeah. Yeah. Max, on either what, book. Anyway. What was, the, what was the book that you loved but the movie fucked up royally? I have my answer queued up. I'm going to hear yours oh. first. <laughs> uh, I, I uh, it has to be it has to be the Lord of the Rings just because it was really, I mean, it was really hard. So what about okay. you? Ready Player One. I oh. love the book. One of my five favorite books of all time. So when they said Spielberg is going to do the movie, I go, great. Love Spielberg. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, he's, he, he's Mount Rushmore, kids. Although yep. I will also admit his last 10, 15 years lost a lot in that fastball. But give me, this, give me Spielberg. They fucked up that movie so hard. They they, they Spielberg Spielberged it by two character main characters die in the book. They do not die in the film. They change a lot of the scenes of all the trials they have to go through. Which I don't know. Universal owns fucking everything. Why couldn't they just use Universal films? But yeah. they changed so much for me. I I was so taken out of. It. I was so angry when I saw it. I go, God damn you, God damn it. Right. It's. Uh, I have to say. Um... Let's see. Ready player one, one, which I saw. The book is who wrote Ready Player One? Ernest Klein. Right. So he's done an episode of the Dark Forest. And uh, so it would have been back in like it was before the movie came out. Mm -hmm. And I met him in Austin, Texas. He was driving a DeLorean. And he was dressed it, as a Ghostbuster. Fits, that yeah. fits the motif to a T. It was Halloween, and he was going. Uh, he was going as a Ghostbuster with his kids, uh, and so he was full tricked out as a Ghostbuster. And the kids were dressed as ghosts. And um, but he was literally driving a DeLorean with a fake uh, flux capacitor 
in, I in love the bag. This. It was so perfect. And then, and I loved Ready Player One, the book. I didn't mind the movie. The movie was not, it didn't ruin it for me, but I was like, uh, this isn't entirely, whatever. Yeah, I was not uh, a fan. But by the, way, the, the fact that you told me that, it could have been June 13th, and he, I, if you would have said, I saw him on the street dressed like a Ghostbuster driving DeLorean, <laughs> still would not have shocked me. Still would have right, shocked me. Right. I do, I, uh, the, uh, it was, I have to say, I, nah, that was, yeah, it's going to be Lord of the Rings. I wish I had a better, wish I had a better answer, but I don't. So what about uh, Commando, a movie I've never <sighs> even heard of? Oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. By the way, the first, uh, we did have someone come on the podcast, Gutting the Sacred Cow, try and take down Point Break. We also had someone come on and try and take down um, Commando as well. Commando, it was after Conan the Barbarian, before Red Heat. This is 1985. This is when Arnold, and also after Terminator, the year after Terminator came out. I think Terminator, we're just oh. going to call it Terminator, his, his, really his coming out party. Yeah. And it's, an, it's 90 minutes of just straight 80s action fuckery. The, 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 the catchphrases, the, 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 the comedy on how people die. He's hiding in his shed, hiding up in the rafters. They open the door after shooting the shit out of the shed. He's got a saw blade, circular saw blade. He throws, scalps the dude's head. The next guy gets his arm cut off by a machete. The third dude catches a pitchfork in the chest. I don't even need to sell it one iota more. Wow. There's not. Yeah. I don't. Um, wow. Also starring a younger and a way less annoying Alyssa Milano. Oh, OK. Uh, I, of course, I, uh, I loved Charmed. Uh, with the power of the sun, <laughs> just because I was on the road a lot in the uh, in the late nineties, mid to late nineties, and that block of USA TNT um, FX was mm-hmm. all charmed bones, uh, Shawshank puppy, Redemption, uh, Shawshank Redemption over and over and over again, Chris, Christmas um, Story. Yeah, uh, that was okay. So, did it come out? Did Commando come out? Kind of when First Blood did. The Rambo? Uh, three years after First Blood is 82. Rambo okay. First Blood Part 2 did also come out in 1985. Okay. So so it's like that, where it's just, he's a commando, and he is just... So, so- he's a retired army, whatever. Let's call it Ranger. His uh, his old unit, his old body, army buddies, are getting picked off by this terrorist group. His his old boss comes up to him and says, your friend's getting picked off. Oh, I'm retired. I'm retired. And then his daughter gets kidnapped by a guy who was in his unit, but he but Schwarzenegger kicked him out. Uh, this guy wants to become a dictator, hired his old buddy to go help kidnap his daughter, and then says Schwarzenegger has to go kill this president of this fake country so that the guy who hired the guy to kill uh, to kidnap Arnold Arnold will help <laughs> a coup. You got all that? Not, not, yeah, not much. I, not much plot that, there. Just action, straight yeah, gas. They're just like, yeah. They're. Why don't you? I mean, it should have been enough that his that his old army buddies got kidnapped or or being picked off. Killed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, when you think about John Wick, the dog died, so uh, mm-hmm. and it was enough to send him on a rampage. Um, wow. Okay. See, the thing is, is I saw Con Air three times in the Great. theater. Great. And uh, just on 
just by accident. I think I was seeing something else and it was also playing at the next theater. And I was with a friend of mine and we we're like, you want to go see it again? Yes. Yes, we do. And it was a, it was a slower time. It was a different time. 1997. By the way, I'm talking with Kevin Goatee, and we should all uh, make a note of it because he's got a couple of podcasts, Gutting the Sacred Cow, and it's all the links will be in the thing. And the other one is a fantasy football jibber jabber. And uh, those are super fun podcasts if you like to listen to podcasts. So, well, you'll you'll, you'll see we're talking so much about movies. I'll give myself a 15 second just intro. What we do is we invite guests like Jackie to come on. Jackie picked the film that she found overrated or hated, and she chose The Godfather. So we, but the film the person chooses must be one of these criteria widely beloved, critically acclaimed, or a financial success. So we're having people come on, explain why they hate or find overrated some of our most classic, uh, beloved, acclaimed, or financially successful films. Anyone can come on and go, well, Friday the 13th Part 8, that's a real piece of shit. Yeah, we know right. it sucks. We've had people come on, like Jackie did Godfather. That's pretty ballsy. People come on and have done Back to the Future. Try to do that. Try to do Jaws. Try to do <laughs> this week. Uh, last week was Annie Hall. This week is Never Ending Story. We're also oh, wow. doing Blade. We're also taping uh, Casino with, with, obviously, Robert De Niro. A lot of these films Here, are like, holy shit, how do people hate these? Yeah, here's my question. What's the oldest movie? Has anyone said Gone with the Wind? Gone with the Wind was done by <laughs> oh, really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. By I'm, I'm why am I blanking on him? Oh for God's sakes. He's very very he was a uh, former uh, VH1 VJ. John okay. Hold on, I'm scrolling through my episode list here. Sure. And well cuz I, I I think the oldest movies that somebody John liked, Fugel sang. John Fugel sang to God with the John Wind. John Fugel sang didn't like Gone with the Wind. Hated it. But his you know, his was more of I hate the racism in it, which oh. guys, it's it was Reconstruction, the Civil War. You you got to expect that's going to happen. Great, great stand up comic, Joyelle uh, uh, Johnson. Uh, she came on the Dork Forest. Loved he loved. Back to the uh, Gone with the Wind. Two different and films. Two different. Back, <laughs> she goes back in time to Gone with the Wind and uh, kicks Scarlet hair in the private parts. Yeah, got and it. correct slavery. But uh, what she loved about Gone with the Wind was the outfits. Right. And Joelle, uh, black comic, very funny. You guys, I think she's been on the Dork Force a couple of times, whatever. But she loved Gone with the Wind, which made me, I was like, how, why, how does it happen? And she was like, you see those outfits? They were amazing. And then an hour later, we were done talking about that. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Kevin Goatee, you guys, it's G O O T E E, and it's at Kevin Goatee. It's at Gutting the Sacred Cow, at Fantasy Jibber, or at Fantasy Football Jibber Jabber, all in the notes. Okay, Aliens, I saw that one. Well, thank God. I didn't see Alien because that was horror. What? And it's scary. I am famously known for not enjoying a a scary movie because Aliens scared the shit out of me. And all that had was jump scares. And though it had some great lines in it. Oh, the lines are another line that dudes you'll hear no matter where you are. Game over, man. Game over. Bill, good old Bill Paxton. But I got, I'm got i focused on how you didn't see Alien. Alien is a perfect film. There is zero fat on that film. If you say, which do you prefer? I say Alien is the better made. It's a 10. But what I prefer watching? Aliens. Because little camp, a lot of action. James Cameron, you got me 85, 90% of the time when you have James Cameron in there. So okay. Gordon Weaver is a badass. In the first one, she's just more figuring shit out. But in this one, she's full blown, you know, ass kicker. <laughs> right. And she she gets in that uh in essentially in the in the in the uh the machine the, that the robot thing that moves yeah, the stuff, the, the crate, yeah. Yeah, it it looks like a, a 
forklift, but you get in it. Right. And so, yeah. So, and she fights, <laughs> she fights the lady. And uh, yeah, so Aliens was more action and less horror is what I'm told. And Alien is more yeah. horror. Is it just, is Alien just super slow and then you no. wait and it's tension? No, it, it's it's not slow at all. The pacing is perfect. It's it, it's a perfect film in all regards. Okay. It's, 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 did the it's same guy make pacing. two of them? No, Cameron oh. did the first one. Why am I blanking? I'm, this is a hate crime. Was it David Lynch? <laughs> It's a hate crime. I should know this one. David Lynch, I think, is my guest who did who directed the first one. Okay. As I pull it up right now, am I correct? No, I'm wrong. Ridley Scott. How did I get that wrong? Shame oh, right. on me. Oh, Ridley well. Scott, genius. He's done a, okay. a million great things. Well, David, I said Lynch. I was thinking of David Fincher, who did Alien okay. 3, which sucks. Okay. No. Ridley Scott, genius, did the first one. It's, it's very cat and mouse in that sense. Okay. Dark shot. And here's the best thing, too, Jackie. The effects... Not even for that time of 1979. Even now, you're like, fuck, it doesn't look like some asshole in a rubber suit. It looks like a legit alien. Again, 40, um, 44 years later, it's still like, wow, this is great. Music's great. Tension's great. Pacing's great. It's got all that. Your asshole is clenched for an hour and 45. (laughs) It's it's the shivers up your butthole, as we like to say around here. Yeah, and then uh, stuff popping out of people's chests. The babies. Iconic. Icon- and also, that doesn't look shitty either. It doesn't. It blows it looks- you away. Like when you watch, and I, my, my Kevin Israel, my co-host on the, on the Gutting the Sacred Cow, his favorite film is Ghostbusters. It, mar- I, we, we, and someone came on the podcast to shit on Ghostbusters. I was marveling how bad the effects were in Ghostbusters, which came out five years later. With right. way more technology, and exactly, and a better budget, I assume. But it's amazing. And then, of course, Star Wars was after that. Empire, Jedi, but Ghostbusters just shit the bed when it came to effects. Alien, you watch it now, you're like, forget again, forget it's 1979. It still looks pretty goddamn good. Right. Really does. Right. You know what's weird is uh, because I love Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle so much. <laughs> it keeps suggesting the Robin Williams Jumanji. And as much as uh, I enjoyed Roger Robin Williams in several things, his acting, uh, I would have to say my favorite thing uh, Robin Williams ever acted in, Mork and Mindy, and we're done. But <laughs> Jumanji, the 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 CGI, there were the the effects were not, and they were CGI because it was animals running through the neighborhood and all these things. It doesn't, and it doesn't hold up as well as it ought to. Mm-hmm. Here's what I will predict about Welcome to the Jungle. The Rock going to hold up forever, you guys. That movie, you're going to have, uh, there's going to be a nine-year-old in your life and you're going to say, let's watch this and they're going to be on board. All right. So uh, you just have to get a nine-year-old. That sounds crazy. I have an eight-year-old. I can wait a year oh. for that to do that. Oh, you can wait a year. Sure. Yeah. Uh, the second one's actually supposed to be better than the first one and I have not seen the second one yet. Oh, second Jumanji? Second Jumanji with The Rock and Kevin Hart and Jack Black. I saw the first one. I didn't hate it, but I sure couldn't tell you anything about it except they were in a video game and that or something like that happened. Kieran Gillen, yeah, uh, who is, uh, I had to say her name too because she was the fourth actor. Anyway, uh, I don't even know. Well, that's the one that I like so much because it's it's just Jack Black is always, when he is given sort of free reign, and in this case, he plays a 14, 15-year-old girl. And that's Jack Black. 
Jack, inside Jack Black is a 15-year-old girl who wants to do a selfie of herself all the time. And The Rock is fine. The Rock is a very likable giant man. He's the people's champion. Please give credit where credit is due. <laughs> I always think of him. Remember Princess Bride? The guy who had the I disease? I hate that film with a burning passion. Andre the oh, Giant. Oh, that's right. I Andre the Giant. Yeah. You don't, you don't enjoy that? Did you ever read the book? No, I did not because I hate the film. Uh, fun okay. fact, every year on Gutting the Sacred Cow, we each pick a film that we hate and sit in the gutters chair. For two years, I, had, uh, I, did, I chose The Princess Bride and A Christmas Story. In a row. Yeah, one year I did Princess Bride. The first year I did Christmas Story. The second year I did a Princess, The Princess Bride. Is a Christmas Story triggering of your own childhood? What happened? No, it's just a fucking terrible, boring film that people watch <laughs> because because it was it's it, I call it it's got to be Stockholm syndrome. It was replayed ad nauseum on TBS TNT, and when you're sitting there after it's school, still there. Watching, I know hours it is. A day. I know it, yeah. it bombed in the theater, so that's indicative of that, with good reason. But I saw it, it in the theater. Did you? You're, so you're one of the 18 people who did. Yep. It was. It's terrible as a kid. I hated it, and they even made a sequel, which I laugh. I'll never see that. But goddamn, I hate it. It's so unfunny. It's so annoying. And it it's just you know what it is. Through. It's yeah, it's clearly nostalgia. Well, let's just say this not for you, but I will say <laughs> it is nostalgia. It's uh, it's sort of like American graffiti. Um, so American graffiti was essentially just a nostalgia movie in, in my opinion. Sure. Uh, I agree with that. That, uh, that was hard. It was hard to watch if you weren't, if you had already seen happy days and Laverne and Shirley, cause they hacked it and turned it into sitcom. And then you're like, Oh, this is kind of sad with Richard Dreyfus, and uh, you're like, no, no, I just I want the Fonz to show up and fix everything. I don't know if you know this about the Fonz; he can cure racism with uh, with just a with little, the, hitting the old record machine. There. Yeah, hitting a record hey. machine. Hey, you know what racism is for? Nerds. Okay, so I uh, I tried watching American Graffiti and I shut it off. I don't know how communist that makes me, but well, call me a pinko then, because I'm uh, I did not like it. I did well, not like it. It was made for a very specific generation, much like Back to the Future. So, I get it, and I also did not like Forrest Gump, which is another nostalgia uh, machine. Oh, see, I should have picked Forrest Gump, except for I've never been, been able done. to it finish was, it. It was done like episode seven. That's how someone early someone wanted to get on that one. It's. You know what? It for me, Forrest Gump, and this is the Dork Force is about things you love. But we've digressed yep. because we're with Kevin Goody, <laughs> and he <laughs> loves to get this, to get this thing. Listen, we, we talked three things I like already, about three movies yeah. I love. Yeah, yeah, you love, and so. But I will say that because Forrest Gump is a, such a celebration of of stupidity that it literally reminds me of the transition of the Republican Party from the late eighties. So uh, <laughs> what an analogy. Uh, the, it's the late seventies and it's so hard for me just to go, no, you get to be an idiot. And then you get to stand next to everybody. You're still, and you're like, just because you made him slightly special ed doesn't make this any better. Cause he's not, he's perfectly functioning. That guy. I don't know if you ever, Ooh, did you ever read a Kyle Baker, um, Kyle Baker comic book writer? He wrote an amazing comic book, uh, arc called special forces and it's about a uh a, a, like an autistic guy who gets re- uh recruited right when iraq started because uh enlistment was down and and this it was based on a true story where they recruited some guy and sent him to iraq and his his uh it isn't entirely true obviously but they his sergeant would give him a list every morning and one of them was kill bad guys okay and so the comic book, this is, if they made this movie, this would be a movie you would fucking love because <laughs> the entire 
the entire uh, crew was killed except for our special ed dude and this woman who was uh, was like the radio operator, but also like a badass fighter chick. And as the comic book continues, more and more clothes, like her just clothes gets just stripped off of her. She's just in shreds. And, um, and they're both like, and she's like, we literally, we have to stop fighting. And he's like, it's on the, it's on the list. We have to, and he's, she's like, we have to fuck off. We can't continue to, it's such a great, I, I wonder if there's a, um, uh, a graphic novel. I'll I'm look- dying to know if he, if after he was in a foxhole and he shot some bad guys, he goes, wait a minute, looks down and started counting, counting all the shell casings of the rounds he's fired. Like bring oh, man right, with, right. like man, man man with, with the toothpicks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't read it in years, but I, I love Kyle Baker with the power of the sun. He also has a great plastic man run. And uh, there you go. So uh, aliens, <laughs> aliens. Yeah. Aliens. Uh, what do you besides? It. It's just, it's just a great action movie, quite honestly. So much fun. A lot of so much scared. fun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, everyone gets wasted. It's it. You know, she's a badass. She finds this little girl. She plays protector. Bill again. Bill Paxton's in this too. Yeah. Also, uh, what's his face who plays John Connor's dad? I'm why my Kyle Reese in this. Oh right. Yeah, yeah he's in this as well. It's it's a, it's a great film. One and two are amazing. One's the better film. Two's more entertaining. Okay. Well, there you go. And the last one, as we go into our last eight minutes of the program, RoboCop. Yes. Uh, he was in the Buckaroo Bonsai movie. Yeah. Also, Peter Weller. Peter Weller. Yeah. He's also the reboot Star Trek, the second film, Into Darkness. This film, it was well, funny. Fun fact about this, because someone did do try to do RoboCop on this. Well, they, they attempted to. On our podcast, they did RoboCop. They wanted Arnold to be RoboCop, but he was too big for the armor. Oh, was he? Yeah, too big to fit in. They go, you know what? Probably should just go with some kind of everyman looking dude instead of, you know, jacked up Schwarzenegger. Okay, so that's that's kind of fascinating. Because then, Robo- b- yeah. then Paul Verhoeven, who directed RoboCop, also directed, what was his next film? Total Recall. Oh, that makes sense. And Total Recall was Philip K. Dick. Yep. Yeah, Philip K. Dick made, uh, I have never been able uh, to finish any of his books. I've tried Me three. Too. The, books uh, are, the guy- movies are great, though. The movies are fantastic. The, you you can't ruin a Philip. I mean, if you can p- suss out exactly what the hell he's doing and make that movie like Paycheck. That's a terrible movie that I thoroughly enjoyed with uh, it Mel was, Gibson. It, no, it wasn't Mel Gibson. Oh, I'm Paycheck, pay it was, back. Excuse me. Right. Paycheck is with uh, Batman. Uh, shitty Keaton? Batman. No, shitty Batman. Um, Val Kilmer. Uh, nope. The <laughs> the. Uh, the, George Clooney. We're gonna get through it. Nope. Ben Affleck. I'm looking at right <laughs> ben now. Ben Affleck. There you go. Okay. Uh, yeah. The I I don't mind a campy Batman, uh, but uh, Ben Affleck, uh, Nicholas Cage, of course, worst Batman. But uh, I have to say, um, Nicholas Cage worst Batman. That's funny. Yeah, That's he a was nice, that, that, that yeah he was. Is he Superman? Uh, yeah, he was Superman for a okay. hot second. Yeah. You, if, if you saw, have you seen the new Flash film, which is fucking terrible? I saw parts of it and I didn't mind it. Did you see the the ending is bonkers. It's a great oh. bonkers. And I, you'll you'll when, when you'll if you do see it and watch it all yep. the way through or at least Google or just watch the last the ending, you'll you'll know exactly why I said that and with your Nicolas Cage tie in, you'll you'll get a okay. chuckle. Oh, fair enough. And uh I will wait a minute. I think I did see the end of it. The end of it where everybody shows up because it's a multiverse yeah. thing. Exactly. Oh, you're just like, "Oh, I get it." Uh I still don't care. Yeah, about most not of these good. Batmans and Supermans. And uh, so uh, I did want to watch the TV show, The Flash, which I heard was better. 
and Didn't um, watch it. But I heard the first three seasons were great. The first two seasons, Supergirl, really, really good. Uh, I like those a lot. When Allie McBeal played her boss. <laughs> <laughs> Not a, didn't catch Supergirl. DC's been so. Uh, I'm a Batman guy, but DC other stuff. I, the the sh- first Shazam movie is solid. The second one yep. is dog shit. Oh, it did it's work. Fucking terrible. Oh, it's awful. Because I did like the first one. A great I deal. love the first Shazam. It's fantastic. Aquaman yeah. was meh at best, and everything else DC has thrown at us. And the Suicide Squad reboot was not bad. It was okay. Birds of Prey, my favorite, quite honestly. Oh, God, fuck out of here. I it, love it. Takes, it takes so it takes an hour and a half for them all to figure it out and form together, and then 20 minutes of action? Nope, I'll pass. Right, because you're an action guy. You would like to get there now. It's a comic book movie. There needs to be action in this. I it's know, all, I know. There's, you know. Uh, it's a... Uh, uh, I just I'll watch I'll watch Margot Robbie read the read the paper. So, I will, I will uh, too, and yeah, especially so. like she did in Wolf of Wall Street, reading topless. <laughs> sure, smoke boobs. show, free boobs. Anyway, such a, such so. a beaut. Robocop, right. Robocop, let's do it. Uh, it. That guy, uh, his brain gets put into uh, a killing machine. Is that correct? His whole body, well, his okay. whole body gets put into a, a, a suit of armor, a robotic armor. I would say right, and and it goes corporate. Right, we got private. Right, yeah, the, the cops because it, the, the, this corporation privatizes the police, and there that's the prototype. And they chose him because he was, you know, just happened to be there at the wrong place at the wrong time. One of the most violent death scenes in the history of film, where he gets shot in the balls, arms are blown apart. I mean, it is. There's an they X-rated were, version of that too, by the way. If that wasn't enough. Oh, they it's, wanted to make yeah. sure you knew that he had to go all into the suit. Oh, oh, yeah. it, it, it's if. If you are squeamish, it is just say this is all shit. But as a 12 year old boy, like, oh, my God, this is fucking crazy. <laughs> but it another thing. This is why Verhoeven. I love his films. I love Total Recall. I love Starship Troopers. I love the interstitials they have with all the news, different stories and the sarcasm and the satire they have with the, with the Nukem, like the battleship knockoff game yeah. called Nukem. And then they just blow the family up like stuff like that. He takes the humor and twists it. But the stories are just goddamn great. I Paul Verhoeven is a Dutch and American national treasure. I love Robocop. Clarence Bodiger, real dick bad guy. Got you on the top 10 mantle of bad guys. Who's his, who's his boss? Dick Jones. Who's Dick Jones? It's the same guy who's in Deliverance, the aforementioned. But most importantly, the police commissioner in Beverly Hills Cop 2. Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah, that is, that's a who's who of, of action heroes and, and 80s actors, for sure. Oh, yeah. And, and directors. And it's interesting, Verhoeven, I don't think Robocop was, was that originally a Philip K. Dick 2 or no? I don't believe he, it was. Because Total Recall and the was. other one you mentioned, they were both. No, Starship Troopers was not a Philip K. Dick book. Oh, that I read was Heinlein. That was Heinlein. Yeah. yeah. That might be, actually, Starship Troopers, the book, might be another one where, because I like the movie, but it was, it takes several watchings to get sort of the nuance of it, right? Right. Because it is such an action movie, and there's, it's, but it is, what, a it's Minority a fun Report. Romp. Yep, love yeah, it. It's a fun romp. But it's got uh, it's it's got that that the bad you know the the B plot is this and it barely the B plot is that this corporate entity is just gonna fuck us all you know with with service comes citizenship, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm sure somebody read Heinlein and then told every you know all the people who are sneaking over from Mexico that if they join the U.S. Army they can get <laughs> citizenship and so and they took some of it away from them anyway but it was such a you were just like. 
oh, they did that thing. The thing in the Starship Troopers, it's a real, now they're, you know, it's, uh, it turns out uh, fiction writers uh, create bad guys that people go, oh, that's actually not a bad idea. Yeah. And we can make money. So interesting. So RoboCop, but I do like it when RoboCop kind of wakes up, right? And freaks and then, out, you know, has a moment where he's just like, what the fuck happened to me? Kind of like when you throw someone in a detox van, they wake up in rehab and go, what the fuck am I doing here? And they, <laughs> they start throwing people around like Linda Hamilton in Terminator 2. Right, right, right. When, uh, yeah, she, uh, I love Terminator 2. Who doesn't? Even though, yeah, Who except doesn't? for my nephew was about 10 when we watched it. And he was like, robots don't age. What happened here? And I said, he's passing as a human. Of course he ages. And he's like, all right. They talk so, about in the other Terminators, they show him aging. If you've seen those other shitbox sequels, they are fucking terrible. But they address it and they make fun of it. I mean, he's full gray in the last one. Right. Right. Because they, you know, how how else are you going to live with that guy for years until he can finally uh, do the do the Terminator agenda? <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So these are all these are all really fun, great movies. Right. And love them. Thank you so much for doing it's where we have 30 seconds. Let's just tell people. Uh, you got the podcast. You do the stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. Is there a Kevin Goatee, uh, dot com? There is. Check it out there. There's yep. uh, not much there. You can watch. You see me do my voiceover commercials and get a good chuckle. My favorite one is when I did for a uh, a, a machine that a little plastic bin you put your dick in and you wash. Hilarious. I record that <laughs> the day after. I did a national spot for Trident, and the next day I'm doing a dick washing container. Both necessary. You got to yes. wash your mouth. You got to wash your dick. Uh, on that note, everybody, uh, listen to Gutting the Sacred Cow if you want more of this. Because this, we we gutted some some stuff in the middle of this. We did. And, uh, fantasy football, jibber jabber, couple of podcasts, stand-up comic, Kevin mm-hmm. Goatee. Thank you so much for doing the show. And uh, Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. Hi, Adal. How was the show? Well, it was super... Kevin Goatee, and that's how you pronounce his name, Kevin Goatee, as he said, the thing I will never grow. Uh, Right, right. He can't. (laughs) He might be able to. name is Goatee. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah. If your name is. I think he physically can, but I don't think he should. His first name is Kevin. His first name is Kevin. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing with Van Dykes. (laughs) It's the pointy. Yeah, you you can't wear a Van Dyke if your name is Van Dyke. Oh, fair enough. He loves... All it's, it's very funny. He gave me this list and I said, you know, I read this list to somebody and, (laughs) um, and they said to me, let me guess, (laughs) (laughs) uh, straight white guy in his thirties. And I said, close. So big trouble, little China, big trouble in little China. One of your faves. See this. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like I think he was a kid when these, when these came out. So not thirties, not thirties, forties. 40s probably maybe 50s well i don't think he was i don't think he's our age oh really okay. i think he's easily 10 years younger than me oh really okay yeah interesting so, all right whatever but they were they were teen these were movies that came out in our, in our teen years right except for big trouble wasn't that 84 i was a teenager i think i was a teenager 19 
That's a teenager. That's a teenager. Teens in the word, you guys. <laughs> 84. Huh? I was a baby. Anyway, I just started doing stand-up. Let's reminisce. Right. I don't know why I never saw Big Trouble with Little China until I met you. Big Trouble in Little China. In Little China. And I'm going to beat you with this <laughs> microphone if you get it wrong again. Wow. Two bo- phone bonuses You'll ago. You threatened to <laughs> hit the dog. <laughs> no, I, I threatened to slice his throat. <laughs> there's some rage issues that Andy Ashcraft is dealing with. Yes. And um, maybe because this room is so white. Look how white this room is behind us. And anyway. Anyway, big trouble in Little Little China. China. Yes. He went on and on and on about it. It was great. I can go on and on and on about it too because it's great. It is. Now, it's so funny because it's an action movie and it doesn't, it isn't like. And a comedy. And a comedy because it's not like. It doesn't remind me of Indiana Jones. No. It doesn't remind me of sort of the, uh, It's. it seems happy. It kind of reminds me of the second Indiana Jones, if Indiana, if the second Indiana Jones had been better. He ended up He ended up telling me that he really did like P- Temple of Doom. Ooh. I'd, I said that I could watch parts of it. Mm. I'll tell you this. And I also said the crystal one. Yeah, crystal I'll skull. watch that. I'll watch that too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but Big Trouble... In Little China, thank you. There was, uh, it's, there was a lot of talk about how there's just great lines in all of these movies that oh, are just yeah, quoted yeah, yeah. right and left. Oh sure, yeah, absolutely. Do you still quote lines from Big Big Trouble? Um, sometimes it um, comes up. It comes up once in a while. All right, and uh, the Chinese have a lot of hells. The Chinese have a lot of hells. Uh-huh. Is that a line? That's a line. <laughs> He didn't mention that one. It's uh, that's the one that comes up. Okay, he 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 likes to quote. I think from the monologues of Jack Burton. Yep. Uh, that CD CB. He's on the CB. Yep. 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 Referring to himself in the third person. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> so he had a lot of quotes from that one. Mm-hmm, he had mm-hmm. a lot of quotes from Point Break. Okay. A yep. movie I've only seen once, but that's I, where those I don't dead... Think I, I don't think I saw that one all the way through. I've seen bits of that one, but I haven't seen it all the way through. That's where the dead presidents came from. The masks with all the presidents robbing the bank? That came out of Point Break? Yeah. Oh, all right. That was a scene... There was a movie called Dead Presidents. Well, it's been hacked pretty bad. We right. saw a broken one the other night that where they all had dogs. That's right. Dog masks. That's right. And uh, <laughs> and then Commando, a movie I've never seen. Me neither. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yep. Essentially, it came out moments after Rambo or right. moments before Rambo. One of those right. things. I think moments after. Okay. And he, and uh, and also not the first Rambo, but the second Rambo. Nobody saw the first Rambo. Oh no! The first Rambo was the good Rambo. The first, second, the second one was. Uh, it was first Rambo was called First Blood, and the second one was called Rambo Two. I don't know why I know this, except for I too enjoy an action movie from the eighties. Right, it's true. So, but I I would I would watch Commando because it's essentially Arnold Schwarzenegger doesn't all, all of the guys from his old unit are getting picked off. Right, right. He's got to he's got to find out who did it. He doesn't care until they steal his girlfriend. We know this writes itself. I thought to, I <laughs> said to Kevin Goatee, mm-hmm. I don't know that Andy would uh, would would you if watch it? No. Oh. Would you revenge me? Would you try to come and would you strap on? Would would if you had strap on? That got ugly. Uh, so, <laughs> but let's say I would strap on. <laughs> 
A would, Glock? Strap on a Glock? <laughs> well, would you come and would you come and get me? Yeah. If you could do it in a video game? Yeah. Using your powers? Using my own powers. Yes. And the powers of all of my friends, because I'm not leaving them behind. <laughs> Don't leave your friends behind. I'm not going to leave my friends behind. All right. And he also said- It's the power of friendship. That it was uh, the same script doctor as Buff- Buckaroo Banzai. Oh, Commando was? No. Oh. Uh, this is- Oh, no, oh wait. I went back to uh, Big Trouble in Little oh, China in my head. Oh, Trouble in Little China had the same script doctor- as Buckaroo Banzai. Oh, that's interesting. I did not know that. Because it was two episodes, two or three episodes ago, was Buckaroo Banzai. Right, right, right. And now, and this, and Big Trouble has always kind of reminded me of Buckaroo, or Buckaroo yeah, Banzai kind of reminded me of Big Trouble. Right, right. So you, you recognize the voice a little bit. Yeah. Um. All right. And then the other, I don't know why I'm jumping around. Sorry about this. I'm so glad you've you've stayed, Rangers. Let's do it. I'm used to it. Aliens. <laughs> Aliens. <laughs> aliens and, and robocop right aliens i saw a handful of times okay um it's a it's a it's a war movie it's a and and uh yeah it's it's a scary war movie but it's, it's a, a scary, war movie whereas the first one was a was a was, a was just a movie. horror movie it was yeah. a haunted house in space yeah and then the haunted house in space oh yeah because that because that one feels like that one could be right right a, but then a halloween movie yeah it's a war movie i don't necessarily want to see alien Oh, right. Ever. No. Just because too scary. Right. But aliens. Also scary. Jump scares. A lot of jump scares. And a lot of tension. Oh, so much tension. But again, kind of funny. Yes. Yeah, no, there's many characters who are, who are very funny. It's, it's as, as somebody said, earned humor. Right. As, as, uh, as Minister Fast from last episode said, it's right. earned, earned humor. humor. And the, the characters in all, probably all five of these, Big Trouble, Point Break, Commando, Aliens, and RoboCop. That's when the that's when the quippy hero was kind of invented. Right, and Big Big Trouble in Little China also had this sort of throwback. Uh, Kim Cattrall's character was very much a throwback to the sort of nineteen forties quippy fast oh, talking. Okay, the fast talking heroine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, very much so. I mean, like, like consciously so. Okay, well, I think I'm going to watch Big Trouble anyway. Again. Well, what about RoboCop? I'll watch RoboCop again. You're gonna watch RoboCop again? Yeah, I, I didn't mind RoboCop. It was a it was an indictment against the the man. Yes, that's and corporate America. Yes, and the very privatizing much. of of the police. Right. Yeah, we didn't heed that warning. No. At all. At all. Keep it together. Keep creating art, you guys, so that uh, one day we won't ignore it. Uh, okay. Bye. My hat. My hat. My hat. They're dancing around my hat, my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?